<clears throat> I'm gonna sit at the end. <laughs> it would be helpful. Or a light. I don't know if we can. Oh, that's much better. Thank you. Whew, okay, that helps a lot. <clears throat> okay, I want to give you uh, a an explanation, definition, expansion of the concept of grace from this book that I told you about. <clears throat> some research that I've done. So I want to challenge you based on just some things that I'm learning to do the work and go back and look for a word in Greek and Hebrew because Hebrew does not deal in these abstract kind of things. It's concrete notions with abstract ideas attached. They were trying to create pictures so that people could clearly understand. And they're so rich where we got the word mother, strong water, right? That like, it's so loaded more than just mother, right? So the word grace has been translated as unmerited favor, like all these kind of ideas. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Doesn't that sound awesome? Which it does. I'm not mocking it, but like you're going, did that help me understand what grace is? Do you understand what I'm saying? We like to throw words at something. And so I want to give you this picture about, um, I'm just going to give you the synopsis of it. So the word is um, to pitch a tent or to camp. The word is like a beautiful camp. So, Hebrew? yes, Hebrew. <clears throat> um, the word grace in Hebrew, you really don't want me to try to say it. It's mahana, mahana, not moana, mahana. Okay? <clears throat> but it's like you have to look at the way the pictures are. Because the pictures look like beautiful camp to pitch a tent, okay? And so we think of camping in modern terms, camping. Ooh, I hate camping. I don't want grace to be like camping. I hate camping, right? But that's not what it means in, in, the, in the Hebrew culture to pitch a tent to create a camp is that everyone pitched their camp, their, their tents in circles. So they had tent, 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 right? And so this tent system becomes like a fortress so that you cannot get into the camp because the tent has become like this protection of all things protecting you from the outside in so that inside the camp then is like this beautiful spacious place of safety freedom that all that you need to have for your needs met are met because you're in this camp with everything that's provided, protected from the outside, provided for on the inside. Boom! I know, I know you get it. I know you get it. Right? You get it? So, so now, when I say the grace of God be on you, you give the grace of God to someone. Now you've got this, oh, I have my tent pitched with other believers and we're protected from on the outside and provided for on the inside. A beautiful, spacious place, right? Wow. All right, that's free. Okay, so <clears throat> this is called uh, Living Words, Volume 1. Okay. A study of Hebrew words and concepts from the Old and New Testament. So beautiful. Yeah, we have room to play. So you let your children play. The community would come together. No risk because everyone's got everything they need and they have this safe, beautiful place to be together. It also attaches mercy in there that 
you give this sense of freedom to fail and begin again, right? Because you're in this safe place together. So good. God's word, so good, okay? <sighs> so, <clears throat> I want to give you these words just as tools for leaving here with the, re- with the freedom that you're starting, because you're going to get back home and you're going to go, now, what was it we were talking about? Does anybody experience this feeling? So I want to give you some tools, okay? <clears throat> As you're going through the labors of life, um, and I have two columns, what the world, um, and I don't really like to call it the flesh because your flesh has been redeemed, but your old way of thinking, your unbelieving way of thinking, okay? The world and old thinking. World and old thinking on one side, Versus kingdom thinking, freedom thinking, right? So think of it as old world versus kingdom thinking, okay? As you're going through the labors of life. Because you're going to go through more, right? Mm -hmm. And so now we don't have to fear that because we know God's going to take us through it. And he's going to teach us how to do it, right? So on the old world system is coping versus comfort Mm. coping is trying to make the feelings go away comfort is trying to heal the feelings see how different that is denying denying there's a problem denying that you have feelings that you're hurting that you're angry all those things fear anger uh, overwhelmed sort of thing versus discovering Mm. discovering who God is, discovering, listen, how he made me, discovering how he's changing me, right? If I don't ever have a problem, I don't ever get to go on this adventure of discovery. Hear what I'm saying? Shutting down. We probably all should do jazz hands because we've all done that, shutting down. Versus sitting with. Oh, yeah, the Lord's just brought back up to my mind. I wanted to finish that story about smoking. The Lord did eventually change my mind about that. So I don't want to, some of you don't know me. God doesn't wink at sin. It's just not the most important thing he's talking about. Amen? He's already paid for sin. So he's trying to get the sin out of my life that I hold on to because he wants me to experience more of his love. And when I hold on to old sin, Mm -hmm. that's where his love could come rushing in instead. So it was his love that changed my mind about smoking, not me being afraid of being caught by God because I was being disobedient. I did last night. Well, he set me up. He's Trixie. He said, I want you to fast from smoking for 30 days. And I went, 30 days? Why? He said, you're getting ready to do an event. And he said, you don't have the spiritual chops to do what I'm wanting to do at this event. So I want you to fast for 30 days. And I went, that's fine. But as soon as I get home from that event, I'm going to have a beer and I'm going to have a cigarette. He went, fine. So I fasted for 30 days. And then all kinds of transformation happened in that 30 days. See that denying versus discovery. Smoking's not a problem. It's not a problem. I don't know why you make it such a big deal. It's not, it's not really hurting me. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Instead of discovering, why am I smoking? What is it that I'm actually looking for? 
What is it that's giving me some sense of relief? Do I, am I actually getting any relief? And here's the biggest discovery out of it. This is what I would say. Smoking is the only thing that I do for me. I'd let that lie bubble all the way to the surface. Do I actually think smoking is doing something for me? But I mean, I was like holding on to that bone. <laughs> but see, it's like denying versus discovering. Do you understand? So then we did that, had that event. The Lord blew us all up. Some of you are here today because of it. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I came home. I got my beer. I took a big drag off my cigarette and the Lord said, we don't do that anymore. And I went, ah, you tricked me. <laughs> and then, so that was like November and then my marriage fell apart in January. And so I did what I always did when my marriage fell apart and went straight to the gas station and got my pack of cigarettes. And I came right back out of my deck like I had done for low many years. And I took another great big hit on my cigarette and the Lord said, I told you, we don't do that anymore. And I haven't had a cigarette since then. Have I wanted one? Yeah, like uh, January of this year. <laughs> but see, I've learned the difference. That cigarette's not going to give me what he's going to give me. Amen? Amen? How long has it been? Uh, 2008. Wow. When I tried that, you made me sick. <laughs> I only smoked a half of that. Every time I would draw off of it, I went, I mean, I just got a cigarette. I went, okay, Lord, I get it. I put it out, and I went, I'm done. He's Trixie. He's Trixie. He's Trixie. Okay, on your old world system, right? Busy versus believing. You think that somehow busy is going to get you the deeper life, but it's not. Versus believing and adjusting. Because, see, busy distracts, okay? Believing creates space. Believing keeps priority. Believing gets you in right order. Busy, you don't even know what the order is. Believing gets you in the right order. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> the old world system is I'm alone, I'm abandoned. And the kingdom is he's with me, he's in it, he's for it. Right? He's with me, he's in me, he's for me. Sometimes you just got to put this stuff on your mirror. Sometimes you got to talk yourself into he's with me, he's in me, he's for me. He's with me, he's in me, he's for me. Right? So as you go through the labors of life, these are just some things that will help you. <clears throat> a couple more. So the whole concept about a tsunami of love, going through the devastations of the deep, which we have done that, but that is not the goal. The goal is this is what happens and this is the result of it in the Lord's hand. All that energy, ever this energy that you're feeling, it's not to go back down and be quiet and be dulled out and be numbed out. It's to come up and make a manifestation of the glory of God in the world that you live in. It's a surge. It's like this great big wave that has so much power that it changes the landscape. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't go through shit for nothing. Jesus didn't go through the cross for nothing. Talk about a tsunami of love. A devastation in the deep all the way down into hell that came back up and had to be manifested, and that tsunami has not stopped changing the world ever since. Amen. That's our model. So when you're going, oh, I can't go through this. You can, sister. He did, you can. He's with you in it. Just keep rolling. 
So there's like this resurrection power that you want to come a hold of. And you keep on looking for the deeper revelation. This is something I'm just going to keep saying to you. <clears throat> I want to just bring you back to your the thought about the Emmaus Road. Does everybody know the story about Emmaus Road? Where Jesus had been crucified. He'd risen from the dead. There were two men that were walking to Emmaus Road. And Jesus joined them and he kept them from seeing who he was. And they're going, they're going, hey, he's like going, hey, he's like, what's happening? They're going, like, where have you been? Have you not heard that Jesus has been crucified? And, and we didn't even know. And so Jesus could have taken away all their pain. He could have said, ta-da, it's me, right? But he didn't do that. And so sometimes you're like going, Jesus, why don't you give me what I want? It's because he's trying to give you a deeper revelation, because here's what happened in the road to Emmaus. He kept talking with them, and it says that he broke down all the law, beginning with the law and the prophets. He talked them all the way through so that, think about what happened to those two men. What was the impact of those two men who had just been taught person to person by Jesus from the law and the prophets, beginning there, all the way to current time, and then he goes, he breaks the bread and blesses it and reveals himself, and they're going, oh my gosh, he was with us all along. Now, what do you think their testimony was? Wow. What do you think? They could have got the revelation. He arose, just like he said. But he went, Jesus went much deeper and wrapped everything all together and then brought it to current day and then released them into the world. He's, he's going to do the same thing for you. So when you get into this place of... Like some of you who have, I love you, some of you have gone through death, God is bringing you a revelation for the world today, how to go through that. And your tsunami of love is going to tutor the rest of us how to go through that. Some of you have gone through divorce, some of you have gone through, right, what you put on your boards. Your tsunami of love is going to come up and tutor us, the rest of us, this is how God occurred in the world for me today. This is the deeper revelation. We need it. We need your voices. Okay? So then you start thinking about Jesus. These two phrases that Jesus made. He said, I am the resurrection. Who was, Suzanne, you cannot answer this question. Who was, <laughs> who was the first person that heard that? You can't either. Who? No. It was a woman. No. Martha. Martha. So what was the circumstances surrounding Martha's life? Lazarus just died four days ago. Talk about devastation. She's like, he, he's, they've just buried him. There's still people, the mourners are still at the grave. And she's going, you could have saved him. She's saying to Jesus, you could have saved him. And that would have taken care of that groan right there, that immediate groan. But Jesus did not. Immediately, he gave her instead a deeper revelation that would change the world. The fact that he said for the first time, I am the resurrection. And he said it to a woman, changed the course of history forever. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. This is like so profound. So sometimes you want God to make you feel better, and he wants to change you and bring you up. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Okay, he said also, Jesus also revealed himself 
I am the Messiah. Who did he say that to? The Samaritan woman. Why is the king of the universe speaking the first time these God notions to a woman? Women are property. They're not even considered anything. They have nothing, no value, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's because the Lord himself said, boys, y'all been screwing this up since the fall. I cannot, do I not get an amen or nothing? <laughs> oh, what? I'm just like, going, oh my. For the next thing. <laughs> Listen, so he's come, I'm come to set things right. Yes. The second Adam has come to correct the thing that the first Adam did not do. Yes. Okay, the Adam who was silent when the evil one was tempting the woman. I don't give a shit what your preacher says when he acts like he doesn't know where the hell Adam was. He was standing right next to the woman. Yes. Go read your Bible. Okay? And so the Lord meant all along, they will rule, they will rule. Go back and read Genesis. Go read Genesis 5. They will rule, they will rule together, male and female, in the image of God. They will rule. Not him. You got a man hungry trying to be in power. He's living under the curse. I've said this a thousand times. And I will say it until Jesus comes back. And so Jesus comes back full of power, full of authority. And the first thing he does is he starts making a revelation to the women. Revelation to the women. He comes back from the dead. Who's the first person he appears to? A woman. So there's something about when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords calls your name and then tells you his name. He's trying to give you a deeper revelation of who he is and who you are. So good. He's so good. Yes? Yep. Something like that. I'm seeing the video that you showed at church of the root. Yeah. So what she's talking about is the Lord was bringing this revelation about unless it's a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it does, it comes back up and produces a hundredfold. And and the Lord just kept unpacking that, which I won't do tonight. But I have this video of a seed that's been planted and you're going from the ground down, you're all going, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. But the seed breaks open, pay attention, devastation, breaks open. And you know what it does first? Is it goes down. The roots go down first. And in the one that we were watching, which was pretty funny, is it went down like this and then the side roots went out and made a cross. That was kind of a fun little, that was fun. But then all of a sudden the root system goes down and now it breaks surface. And then it comes back up and then it starts multiplying, multiplying, multiplying. Jesus was planted in the ground. He was broke open. And he went down first. And then he came back up and he has multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. Right? Who's your model? So this is just a fun, like, a four-sentence um, story, and I have to see if I wrote the scripture down because you know I'm really bad about that. Oh, I'm so bad. It's on another sheet of paper. Go look it up yourself. It's a parable. 
that Jesus told is probably in Mark or John. It's in one of the Gospels. <laughs> I'm getting punchy tonight. <laughs> but uh, my friend Donna, she's like, she's hilarious, but my friend Donna was talking about this parable, and she was talking about something else, and you know how sometimes, like you do to me sometimes, people, I'm talking, and then the Lord starts having this other conversation with you, so my friend Donna was talking about this, and while she was talking, the Lord just like broke open this revelation, because there's a, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like, and he said it's like a, a woman who puts leaven in the dough, and she works the leaven in the dough. And then what happens to the dough? And so Donna's talking about whatever God's talking to her about. I mean her no disrespect. But the Lord is going, I trust women with the leaven that will raise the entire culture. I trust women with the leaven, the yeast, the good news, the revelation that will raise the whole culture. Do you understand when Jesus is telling parables about women to men, the men are going, why the hell are you talking about women? Like, we don't even like women. We don't see, well, what, are you, what are you doing? But not only is he giving, telling them stories about women, he's talking about women changing the world. So that's your birthright. That's your calling. That's what's in you, whether you know it or not. So how smart of the enemy to try to keep you small and shut down and dead and silent. Oh, I had a hard time. No, girl, you, you are a hard time for the gates of hell. Do you understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> out of the fullness of his blessings, out of the fullness of his grace, he has blessed us all, giving us one blessing after another. John 1, 16 through 18. <clears throat> I'm going to have to look that up. Can somebody look that up real quick? It could be First John, but I think it's John 1, but you never can tell. <clears throat> Listen, if you want a Bible scholar, please go sit under Sue's, because she is the queen <laughs> Of Bible, so she's the best Bible teacher I've ever sat under. But I mean that sincerely, sincerely, truly. It's quite intimidating. Going, oh, I didn't have the right address, and Susan's sitting right here. What is it? Is it First John or John one? John one. I got it right. John one sixty three eighteen. Out of the fullness. Listen. Sometimes God will plant a verse in your heart. And you just got to keep marinating on it and marinating out of the fullness of his grace. Not just barely enough, not scratching the surface. Anybody tell you that you're supposed to be living in poverty and be all this like poor, poor thing? They're a liar. Out of the fullness of his grace. I just broke down grace for you. This beautiful camping place where you're protected from without and provided for from within. Out of the fullness of his grace, he has blessed us. Do you remember what I said to you about the word blessing? To kneel down and to give a gift. He has knelt down and given you a gift, giving us one blessing after another. You bank your life on this. You put these as your glasses. You put these as your lenses. And so things come in your life and go somewhere, somehow through this moment, I'm going to experience the fullness of his grace. 
Mm -hmm. I'm going to see the blessing sooner or later because he hasn't run out of fullness. You may run out. I may run out of fullness. He doesn't run out of fullness. Amen? Amen. And so you just keep coming back to him and going, I need you to say something about this situation. I need you to come back. I need you to come back. Okay, that's all. <laughs>